Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz. With me always is my co-host, Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. Uh, I finished up painting my uh, Gundam kit, the uh, Master Grade Barbatos, uh, that I'm entering into the painting competition into the comic shop. Sitting here on the desk in front of me, looking just marvelous. I'm going to take it up there tomorrow to turn it in. Tomorrow or Saturday um, to turn it in. Uh, but really pleased with how it turned out. It looks really, really good. Um, <clears throat> then I started working on uh, a Mega Constructs Snake Mountain to go with my Castle Grayskull for those He-Man fans out there. I've had it sitting in the box brand new for since September, and I just broke it out Monday to start working on it. Uh, Monday or Tuesday? I don't know. My days are lost right now. <laughs> Tuesday, I broke it out because I built one section Tuesday, built one section yesterday, and I started a third section this morning. Uh, and it's five, there's five sections, so I should finish at least one of the sections today and another tomorrow and finish it up by Saturday, I hope. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that and uh, replayed the Legend of Dragoon, uh, which was released on PlayStation Plus uh, about two weeks ago, and I replayed through it last week. It took me about 48 hours to complete it, 100% it. Uh, fun game. Fun game. Dated I, as fuck. But I tried to start it, and it was a bit rough. Oh, it's it's dated as fuck. Like I said, it's a twenty three year old game. You know, um, it's it's uh, it definitely suffered from the localization. Uh, in other words, the translation from Japanese to English. The translation is yeah. just not good. Um, but well, the, you know, with a lot of those games, like I go back, like when I look at them now, I go, why were they so like, why would it have been a big deal back then? And I think that the visuals for that game would have been really good had like certain parts of it been a little bit better. Like I think Legend of Dragoon is popular in a very niche group. You know what I mean? Oh, Where it's got a, it's got a diehard cult following. Yes, but it's not a big following. No, but you look at something like Final Fantasy VII, right? Which was a big deal when it came out. That's why Final Fantasy VII is one of the most popular fucking Final Fantasies. Um, and it was a big deal because it had the 3D aspect to it. Legend of Dragoon came out after it. And yeah. Legend of Dragoon did not have that, that cool power. If I think Legend of Dragoon came out before Final Fantasy VII, then Legend of Dragoon would have been what Final Fantasy VII is now. Um, but uh, I say that because both games to me are fine in what they are and what they do, but yeah, they don't look great now, right? And a lot of that has to do with the limitations of the PlayStation. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this is a PlayStation One title. It's definitely looks. Mm-hmm. It, oh yeah, which um, you and I have discussed, you know, in conversation. The Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation One worst video game graphics era of all time. It, they're yeah, they're tough. They're tough to get past. Um, because everything's so polygonal. Yeah. Well, like one of the things I always argue when it comes to video game graphics is that the the sweet spot was the 16-bit era. It has enough pixels for everything to look, you know, cool. You don't really like you can play it now without having the CRT filter. Because I don't know if we ever talked about it on this podcast, but like a lot of those old games, if you take that filter off, the game kind of looks muddy. And I'm talking about yeah. 8-bit. Um, yeah. But yeah. when you when you use the the the, the a CRT filter it kind of meshes everything together to make it look more cohesive. This yeah, is why like a lot of older blended. games... Right. Because the way that designers had worked was with, with the CRT muddiness, and you're able to... You're, you're, you're emphasizing the blending of the pixels, whereas modern uh, 16-bit, 8-bit, whatever games are emphasizing the pixels. So that's why something mm-hmm. like Shovel Knight looks really good. And would look fucking terrible through a fil- uh, through a CRT filter, yeah. but something like Castlevania, for example, play it now without the filter, it looks bad. It just looks bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mega Man is okay without a filter, but like I use this example of this picture of Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. His face without a CRT filter looks bad. Yeah, and I think playing a lot of these old school games on high def TVs without that fucking muddy filter it it hinders the game these days like it's it's hard to play because it doesn't look cohesive yeah it's you're you're absolutely right i mean you know it's 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 not a title that is easy to pick up as you said 23 years later with modern displays but damn back in 2000 it was pretty fucking badass <laughs> uh, but uh yeah i played through that oh enjoyed for sure it well that's, my, that's exactly that, my point it. is that it, it, it's definitely deserving of a sequel or a remake what's that wasn't there a couple sequels no this is the only game ever made in that series what am I thinking of that had the word Dragoon in it besides that? Dragoon's been a job class in Final Fantasy uh, games for since Final Fantasy 3 or 4. Uh, so it's probably just carry over from that. I, I was like, I'm probably thinking of... There's probably other games that have Dragoon in the title that I'm not thinking of or off the top of my head, but... Yeah, The Legend of Dragoon was the only one in the series. And Sony flat out, you know, owned it. They produced it and developed it and everything. It's like, why haven't you revisited this series? It was so fun. But yeah. That's uh, exactly that's, my point. Is, that it, is it wasn't it was a release. That's all. It was more popular in the West than it was in Japan. Uh, it was actually, I'm I'm not saying it. 
I'm just saying oh, that it wasn't good. like it wasn't popular enough in their vision to revisit it. That's all. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why they never did. I mean, it sold, you know, it it was one of the greatest hits, you know, sold over a million copies and, you know, how they would do greatest hits version of them, reduce it and give it to you for 20 bucks like a year or two later, uh, you know, with that green sidebar on the jewel case, you know, greatest hits. Um, yeah. But it was more popular in America than it was in Japan. <clears throat> that might have a huge thing to do with it because it is a Japanese-owned product. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's been my week. Finishing up my model, played Legend Dragoon, working on that uh, Snake Mountain, building it. How's your week been? Anything interesting or exciting happened for you this week? It's funny you mentioned that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I'll just I'll 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 I won't lead the. Uh, um, what's the fucking term? Lead the story. Lead. And I got a car. I got a car. Um, Hell yeah! So the congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's an older car. It's it, it, so. Here's the long and short of the 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 getting a car, getting the car in general. So, um. About a month ago, um, Steve, my boss, went on a went on a cruise with his wife. Before leaving on the cruise, uh, he mentions that his uh, the 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 guy that owns the plot of land that Steve rents the to put his business in there on, his name is Sam, and he's like Sam has a car that he's trying to get rid of. Let me talk to him. So, so Steve talks to Sam, and Sam says, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Greg, but we got to figure out how we're getting it down to Elk Grove. Now, where I live in California is about an hour and 45 minutes away from San Jose, which is where Sam lives. And they were trying to figure out how to do that. And the solution that we had at, the, at, a, at a point was Sam was going to drive it down, and somebody was going to follow him, and then both them were going to go back to San Jose. But you, in order to do that, you got to ask somebody, hey, is is a solid six hours of your day open <laughs> you know yeah um maybe longer uh yeah it would have been longer it would have been about eight hours because yeah sam can sam came down he was there at 10 anyway um so yeah it's it's a big ask so he couldn't find anybody so so what ended up happening was uh uh Sunday, uh, Steve calls Sam and talks to Sam about you know, bringing the truck down or bringing the car down. And because Sam's going to come out and look at the property, there's a bunch of shit going on. Like there's a ranch that's kind of behind our, the, the, the plot of land. And these cows kept getting out and, and roaming our area. And they were damaging pipes out there. Because hmm. the pipes are just laying on the ground. They're, like they're not buried under or anything like that. Yeah. It's just plastic PVC, so it's not like they, they were difficult for them to break. Um, they're just stepping on it, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, Sam wanted to go out there and check the land or whatever, so he had to come out. And um, uh, so Steve says on, on Sunday, Hey, so Sam's gonna come down in his Tesla, and then you're gonna ride back with him and then drive the car back from San Jose. I was like, okay, I've never driven that road. 
that, that trip. Never. So I don't know it as well as others do. Um, or at all at that point. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, through, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, let's, you know, I, I can do this. I can do this, right? This is not a big deal. I'm hyping myself up. I'm actually, it was more concerned about the fucking having to talk to an absolute stranger because I've never spoken to Sam. Yeah. Never. So it was just like, what do I talk about with an absolute stranger? Uh, I hope you made it as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> I didn't, thankfully. Oh. But, uh, so. Oh, shit. Um, Tuesday morning. What? Well, I was just saying, well, shit, I was hoping you made it uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I, I just heard, I just heard shit, like something happened to computer or something. Um. So Tuesday morning, I'm 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 getting ready. I'm I'm nervous, you know, all this kind of stuff. And and I get a call from Steve, and he says, "Hey, uh, so so Sam brought the car down." And I was like, "Oh!" And I'm sitting there thinking, "I don't have to make this trip from San Francisco or from San Jose. This is great." And he goes, "But what's going to happen is I'm going to come pick you up, and you're going to go get the car smogged. Never done that before, so that's a new process in my in my life. Um, and then you're going to drive him back to his house, and then drive the car back down." And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so it's n- before it's like you'll ride down and drive back. Now you're driving down and driving back. So that just up that- your nervousness. Oh, yeah. Um. So Steve goes, I'll be there in a minute to pick you up. And I'm like, thank God I got ready. Like, I wasn't expecting to go over there until like one. And now it's 11. I'm like, oh, okay. So I get, I get, I like, I get fully ready. I'm like, I'm all right, all right, we're good, we're good, we're good. And I, uh, Steve comes and gets me. We we head over there. We go to the back. Um, I look at the car and I'm like, oh, this is a bit smaller than I thought it was. Like, uh oh. And I get it. I get. No, I'm I'm fat, as anyone has already figured out. I'm I'm a big guy. So I'm worried I'm not going to fit behind the seat or behind the wheel, right? And I adjust the seat and I get in and I'm like, it's digging right into my gut. I got to figure this out. So I start moving the seat. Since it's electronic, I start moving it on the side. And I push it back as far as it can go. And I lift up it apart and it, I fit. Just barely, I fucking fit behind the wheel. Well, it should have a tilt steering wheel too. I don't know how to tilt it. I need to I need to look at the owner's manual. Oh, okay. I can but, I can Google it right fast since I know the model of car. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it during the podcast. We'll, we'll do no, it. No, no, uh, no. Um. But anyway, um, I fit. I fit behind the wheel. That's that's the important part. And I go, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get a smog. So I head down to a uh, shell station that was nearby. And they're like, we're booked until tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. So I go out to the car and I start uh, I start Googling like smog places. And there was one that was kind of close by. And I called them. And they were like, yeah, we got, you know, we got room for you. And I was like, sweet. So I fucking head down there. They get it in there. And it did not pass smog. But what caused it to not pass smog was a very small piece in the engine or near the engine. It's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's a, um, um, basically there's the air filter and then a tube that goes to the engine, right? Mm-hmm. That tube itself is, is broken. It needs to be replaced. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm just throwing fucking gross air into the, into the engine which is, you know, bad. Um, and uh, I need to see if my dad can drive the car. Anyway, 
I'm sure he can. Uh, we um, trying to think what happened next. So yeah, so so I go okay, cool. It did not pass mock, but what the guy said is get this replaced, and you have sixty days to bring it back in. You have a sixty day extension. Nice, so, fucking dope. I get back, and like, oh, that was the other thing that Steve said was that that Sam had registered the car before bringing it down, so it was like up to date tags on the license plate. Very cool. Which I didn't. I was like, I don't have to take care of that. Yay! Um, Did he put it in your name or is it in his name? It's now put into my name. Oh shit! Yeah. So when I brought it back, um, we put it in my name, and then I got like short term insurance or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, if I got if I got into a wreck, I would be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. One second. Why? Uh, I just woke up like less than an hour ago, about an hour ago. Anyway. Um, so I'm talking to Stam about it after everything. And he goes, hey, sorry about the dent here and that here. And I'm like, dude. Let me just break this down for you. You gave me a car that I didn't have to pay for. Um, it's a car that drives. And you gave me a car. I don't care about the damage on it. <laughs> I really don't. And it's fucking superficial damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, after everything was said and done, Sam goes... Do you want to drive up there or do you want me to? And I was like, you do it, because I've never driven that trip. I need to I need to pay attention to where we go so that way I can make my way back. And he was like, okay. So then the thing, like, I'm still gonna use my GPS, but uh yeah. fun fact about this car, it has no cup holders. It has zero cup holders. Huh. How did, how did I learn that? Because when I got back, I tried ordering food and I had to carry my but anyway. I digress. Um, Did you get in and go just like, before I leave? I go gulps, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, just before I left San Jose from his house, there was an AMPM close by, and I I went to go fill up gas, and I was like, "But I haven't eaten since like eight in the morning," and then right now it's like four, it's four p.m. Um, so I got myself a couple gas station hot dogs and a. Uh, uh, rib sandwich. I was like, that'll be fine. Like, they're not great, but you know, they're good enough because there were no fast food. That was the other thing. There was no fast food. It was a bunch of restaurants and stuff. And I was like, I could go in and get something to eat, but it's like, it's four o'clock. I just want to get home. And here's the kicker about the freeways leaving San Jose back into Sacramento. They are congested as fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, there are two, there are two freeways that are, it's just a slow moving fucking parking lot. And, um, and I was like, I just, I, I got to deal with that. So I'm just going to go ahead and go and I'll eat these and you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I don't get home until seven that night. So it took about three hours to get back, which again was originally a hour and 45 minute trip. Um, and then I, uh, that was it. I was just, I was happy. I had the car, uh, the next day. Um, I wake up at four in the morning and I am, I am blasting my brains out. I'm just taking the, I'm, it's a huge fucking loose shit. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? That was weird. Anyway. All right. Back to bed. And I wake up at seven to go watch Mandalorian with dad. And I'm like, nope, I got to go to the bathroom again. 
Oh no. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't that big of a deal. Like maybe I just maybe I just didn't poop for a while because I was so nervous. My body does that. If I'm in a location that I'm not comfortable with, I won't poop. I just won't. <laughs> there's been days. There's been times where uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be at somebody funny. else's house for a while or doing something with somebody. I won't poop for days. It's just that's just the way my mind works. Like I don't I don't get it, <laughs> but you know that's what happens. I don't ever feel like I have to poop unless it's like, hey. It's right there. Like I can't, my body, my body's like, I can't do it any longer. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then it's like a fucking clogger style, like big. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay. so anyway, anyway, um, so we watched Mandalorian and my boss calls me and I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and that was that the, no big deal. Moving on from there. Uh, I'm about, or no, I, I then leave. I go to the store, which we didn't need a whole lot of stuff. I get back, and my dad's already gone because he uh, he had a uh, he had dialysis on Wednesdays, but he had paid the guy that took him there and brought him back, like up to a certain amount. So um, he may as well get his money's worth. Right. I had to pick him up, but you know whatever. So I get home and I get in my room with my with my food. And I'm like, man, I got to poop again. So I go handle that. But it's it, at this point, it's like, there's nothing solid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, uh-oh, like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening? And I can't figure it out. And then just before I go pick up my dad, I have to poop again. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck me. Like, why is this happening? This is so weird. <clears throat> this is like and a then Tuesday it dawns on me. me well, then I started thinking, like, what did I eat? Like, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, what the fuck did I eat that's causing this? And she goes, what did you eat? Like, everything that you ate yesterday. And I mentioned the AMPM food, and she goes, that's did it. That, that's what it is. Like, when was the last time you ate AMPM food? I was like, God, a year ago? And she was like, yeah, that shit's not good. And I was like, oh, fuck. So it straight up gave me diarrhea. Like, no if hands, or butts. A lot of, well, um... So I go pick up my dad, and on the way back, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go again. This is getting ridiculous. And as we're pulling into the driveway, like, it is, like, I'm starting to have a cold sweat. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I gotta go now. And I run inside, I get all the way to the top of the stairs, and my body's like, sorry, can't hold it any longer. I'm like, I'm five feet from the fucking toilet. And I just shit my pants. And I'm like, God damn it. So now I have to take a shower. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm like, this fucking sucks. I get out of the shower. I'm like, maybe it's what, over. Was, maybe it, it's was it all contained in your pants? You didn't have to lock them off the floor or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. Well, it was no, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge. Mess. You were lucky then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I. It wasn't that bad. Um. But uh. I haven't shit my pants since, you know, I haven't shit my pants in quite a while. So that was, that was fun. That was a fun treat. It's been actually like five years since I last shit my pants. The last time I shit my pants was when, God, I don't know I if you, I, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember when my knee was like completely out of commission and I couldn't walk? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like right after you spell? came back from North Carolina and you fell at the movie theater. No, 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 no. This was about 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Um, I was at my buddy Nate's house. You remember Nate? Like mm -hmm. short little, yeah. Um, we were playing um, 
you know that board game that's like it's a haunted mansion or haunted house not really <sighs> it's a really fun game but it's it's kind of like if you took the idea of clue added monsters and ghosts and shit like that to it that's what it is like it's it's you have to figure out who murdered somebody but also you're trying to escape it's it's dope it's a dope ass fucking board game but it's massive and so i have to stand up every time it was my turn and move my piece and do things and that up and down motion so much made my knee just fucking completely buckle and i couldn't put weight Ooh. on it and then when i got home it was so painful and so like swollen that putting weight on it at all was just not an option and so i had to stay in my room because that's closest to the bathroom i couldn't make it up and down the stairs and multiple times during that entire like month and a half that my knee was just out of commission, I sh I shit my pants multiple times because I just couldn't make it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I remember. I remember specifically the period. I just didn't remember exactly what caused the knee pain. Uh, yeah, it was just over usage. But after that, I I also made it a a point to uh, make sure my knees were stronger, so I didn't have to ever deal with that again. So I do squats, not often, but often enough. Yeah. Anywho, uh, um, so yeah, I had to deal with that. And then for the rest of the night, it was just like little, little bits. And I think I got dehydrated because <laughs> I was, I don't know, I was tired. I was, well, I was exhausted by the end of the day. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my Wednesday. So I was, just, I was like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, I got a car now. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm happy for you. Very, very happy for you. Yeah. And I know that alleviates a lot That's of stress. That's a rough seven months, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I know it alleviates a lot of stress. Uh, it's going to save you a lot of money because Uber is not fucking cheap. <clears throat> Especially when you have to use Uber's it five and six days a week. Well, that's that's just it, is that we were spending about... Between my dad and I, we were spending about two hundred dollars a week on Uber. Yeah, and like my dad cut it down a little bit by getting that getting that friend to help him out, but mm -hmm. oof. But yeah, a tank of gas in this thing, you know, probably run you forty fifty bucks, roughly, maybe a little bit more. But that tank of gas in that car, considering what it is, how the mileage it gets will last you for as little as you have to go the you know places you have to go will last you a majority of the month you know probably yeah. two or three weeks easy yeah it's so i'm very happy yeah the thing that fuck yeah, the thing man. i do the thing i do feel a little bad about is uh um <sighs> i'm going to eventually have to be like like in a couple months, maybe three months, hopefully three months, I had to be like, hey, Steve, I'm gone. <laughs> like, I'm going to be going to Texas with my family. Sorry. Like, well, he'll, he'll live, but <clears throat> he's also told you that he's going to start scaling the place down and shutting it down, too. So, right. More or less, like he was talking about how he wants to have he wants to have more time off. So what he wants to do is get rid of the U-Haul, but still manage the storage, the RV storage and the storage units. And that what he would get, what he would do is he would just have uh, 
you know, me on my three days a week. Oh, and okay. he would he would change the hours. He would change the hours from nine to five. So that way, like, we don't get a lunch, but we get to eat our lunch at our desk if we want to. And yeah. uh, um, and I would do, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, he would, well, Linda would do Monday through Thursday. And then, and then Steve would occasionally come in and check up on things and still pay us. But now, you know, like, and I'm like, okay. But he'd have to talk to Sam. He'd have to figure that all out. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But um, still, even still, I, I have, like, You know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, things are looking up a little bit. Fuck yeah, man! But uh, but there's a couple of things before before we get to the reviews. There's a couple of things I wanted to bring up that in uh, entertainment news that I think are pretty funny. Uh, something I brought up to you the other day. Um, D and D released character sheets for all the characters that in the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. Mm -hmm. And I had a good laugh at the class and race. Or is this class and what? What is it? Species? Yeah. Um, Well, it's still technically known as race in current editions, but I think they're going to update it to the uh, species in the next edition, which, you know... Whatever terminology... Yeah, terminology, but I follow you. Carry on. I think I think they're changing the terminology because you can technically say that a character is being racist because they don't like dwarves or some shit. Yeah, this isn't bad, um, but it doesn't matter. Point is that I'm that I'm getting at is uh, I spilled coffee fucking everywhere on my chest. Um, uh, the. The classes are pretty are pretty like are pretty good. So we got a druid, a bard, a barbarian, a sorcerer, and a paladin. Cool. That sounds like a solid fucking party, right? Mm-hmm. Not a great healer with the bard, but you know, a druid paladin can, also, can uh, heal too. Paladin and druid can heal. So you know, that works out. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I said, paladin. Paladin and druid. Uh so cool, whatever, right? Moving on. However, the, the, the race is not very much, not, not as broad. So we our druid is a tiefling, a tiefling with very human skin. Uh, uh-huh. Human-tinted skin, I should say. And then we got a human, a human, a human, and a human. Yeah. So No half-orc, no dwarf, no gnome, no halfling, no nothing. fucking elf, nothing. Just all, here's your white-bred humans. Which, yeah. to be fair, if they're variant humans in the game, I like playing a variant human because you get that extra feat at first level. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just they did it that way to account for extra feats to give them a little extra skills. I actually think there's a but, better reason or a different reason why they did it. Oh, I'm sure that that I mean I'm sure the reason is. Fuck, it's cheaper to just make everybody a human and not have to do as many effects on makeup and prosthetics mm. and et nope. cetera. No. no? Nope. I I have a different one. What's that? Know that the movie's gonna do well enough based on audiences wanting Dungeons Dragons content. Can you hear me? Yeah. Or is or is uh Steamyard still being a bitch today? Uh no, I, I hear you just fine. Okay, um 
it has to do with general audience. You're going to want people to come see this movie that don't know Dungeons and Dragons. And the best way to do that is to not have too much weird. Yeah, yeah. At least for your core main cast. You can have plenty yes. of weird. Hopefully we'll have lots of races in the backgrounds and side characters and things like that. You know, I, I want to see that diversity. But it would be nice to have a little more diversity in the main party. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. I was like, um, God, I swear to God, my dad. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I thought that was funny. And I just kind of, I just kind of brought it up. But anyway, the other thing I want to bring up was, so uh, Seth Rogen is, you know, he's made. I'm sure they're just finishing touches on it because it comes out August. Um, a Ninja Turtle movie. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. And the cast looks great, right? You have all these characters from the 80s cartoon coming in. They're going to be mutants. I don't know I'm if they're extremely surprised there was no Casey Jones. You know, if this movie does well, I think there'll be a sequel. I really do. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what's interesting to me is that the, 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 the turtles are all voiced by actual teenagers, which is the first time they've ever done that. And... I honestly think that's really cool. I think that's really neat. It's going to add a certain dynamic to the the teenage aspect of them being Ninja Turtles. Um, but the thing that people had kind of latched onto via Twitter and other social medias was that April in this is black. Now, it's not the first time she's been black. Hell, like we talked about, one of the earliest iterations of April, she was black. Or mixed, I should say. She's technically mixed. The very people. first iteration of her. In, back well, in the Mirage comics, yeah, she, she she changed it down the line in those in those early Mirage comics. She went to the redheaded girl, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was she was originally a mixed race woman, and um, uh, but even in the most recent iteration, uh, Rise of the Team and T, she's a black girl. Now the thing that fucking threw me for a loop when it came to this argument was you had a lot of people saying, Oh, she's black. She's black. This sucks. This should be a redheaded white girl. Yada, 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 yada. Then you got that. You got that typical shit. The thing that threw me for a loop was that April in this is not, she's chunky. She's on the chunkier side, which is what the fuck ever. Who cares? Like, why would you care? You're, you know, this this is anyway. um, There are so many people saying she was fat and ugly. And I'm like, that is the weirdest critique to make of a character in a movie. Especially a cartoon character. Especially a cartoon character for a kid's movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, there's this woman that on, on Twitter who was just like, she was like, she can be whatever skin color. That, that's fine. It does, that doesn't bother me. I think that being black is beautiful. But why does she got to be fat and ugly? And I'm like, how do you pivot from not being racist to just being fucking prejudiced against fat people? <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird a, fucking stance. It was a weird ass pivot. So every time I've seen some point like I comment, yeah, I don't think you're weird or fat phobic or weird. I don't think you're racist or fat phobic. I just think you're fucking weird. <laughs> and I've gotten a few responses. People like, how is that weird? And I'm like, well, let me break it down to down for you, you weirdo. 
Um, so and I find I find that to be much more fun nowadays, fucking with people with these, you know, opinions. I'm just like, it's you're weird. And they're just like, how is it weird? Like they get way more offended. It's so funny. Cause like they're expecting people to call them racist, to call them fat phobic. But to be called weird, mm-hmm. they're not expecting that. And they don't no. know how to handle it. No, they don't. So, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get to a review since we have three reviews to get to. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna be talking. We're going to be talking about uh, Last of Us Episode 8, Poker Face Episode 9, and uh, Mandalorian Season 3 Episode 2. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go ahead with, with what came out first in Poke. the week, which is Poker Face. Yeah, yeah. Episode 9, Escape from Shit Mountain, uh, which I thought was very amusing. Uh, it opens up. We've seen Charlie headed back west, and she's in the mountains somewhere. Uh, in Colorado, <clears throat> and it looks like it's late fall, you know, uh, she meets a guy, interest, you know, there's, it's a mutual interest based on purely sexual attraction is clearly, uh, clearly what catches their eye they spend some time together and he's like this is magic mountain she's like i'm never leaving magic mountain cut to the winter time and she's like god i've got to get off shit mountain you know she's trying to get some money together so she can get to denver is where she said she was trying to get to um so it then cuts to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, where it actually opened up with Joe. Did it open up with him, or did it open up with her in Shit Mountain? Because normally it opens up with the character. It opens then, up with him. He's he's stuck in the house. That's right. That's right. We see him. He's he is on house arrest. Uh, apparently he's on house arrest for insider trading, uh, and he's going through his daily routine playing video games, working out, drinking his protein shake, ordering his food via DoorDash, uh, never tipping his fucking dasher. <laughs> and I told like you right it, away he's the bad guy in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but that <laughs> that tells... There, there are a couple of things that I will judge you fucking viciously for. One is not tipping. Two is leaving your shopping cart in the middle of the fucking parking lot when instead of taking it back to the corral fuck you fuck you if you do that (laughs) either one of those things and not tippers people that don't tip and leave their fucking shopping cart in the fucking parking lot without returning it to the corral those are the fucking worst i hope they get fucking sores on their genitalia infectious pussy sores well you hate that way more than i do i'll tell you that much I uh, just don't like people that don't tip. I'm sorry. No, no, not tipping. Not, that's that one. That one I agree with you on, but the shopping cart one, I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. No, it is. It is. It's the measure of character. Because if you look at it, it's like, if you're a basically good, decent human being, you'll do beyond the bare minimum. You know, the bare minimum is to take it back, put it back. You know, just leaving it for somebody else. And, you know, and I get the whole, well, there's people that are paid to come and get these anyway. I'm sorry. 
make it easier for them and arrange it so they can come out and do it instead of having to fucking run all over the parking lot and get them. I agree that people should be bringing the carts back to the corral. What I don't agree with is that they're a bad person for not doing it. That's my point. I'm not saying they're a bad person. Essentially, I'm saying they're kind of of shit character. <laughs> I don't. I don't even agree to that extent. Like to me, it's you leave your shopping cart. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. no because I do look at it from I'm the perspective. Kidding. I know, but I I do look at it from the perspective of of a worker. You know, like having to go and pick those up all around the fucking parking lot while they're they could it could be easier for me to just get them and bring them back up front for other customers yeah um you know you got those people that are just like i'm too tired i you know i have kids with me i'm exhausted i'm just gonna leave it right here and kind of prop it up against the 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 um the thing that's not in the way of anyone parking or something to that effect like i've i've gotten i've done that a couple times because i'm i'm just like my knees fucking killing me i have a huge shopping cart full of food i'm exhausted i just don't want to fucking be here or i've been sick so like i think it's better to say if there's not a good enough reason you're you're kind of shitty but if if like yeah yeah yeah. okay well extenuating circumstances yeah you know i'll I'll make a caveat for that i'm just saying a normal normal healthy able-bodied person it just chooses to leave it instead of walking the extra 30, 50 feet, whatever it is, to put it in the corral. Well, this is why I'm also smart and park near a corral. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, regardless, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in this is a piece of shit because he doesn't tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we came from. That's right. Um, Which is funny because we we realize he's on house arrest. Uh, and his dasher, instead of just hanging the food on his gate, leaves it outside of his gate. So when he has to stretch and stretch and stretch to get his food, he accidentally triggers his ankle monitor because he goes out of bounds. And that triggers a call from his parole officer who says, hey, there's bad storms in the area tonight. We are... Uh, we're going to have to, sh- the system's not going to be at w- working, but I'll be checking in with you at seven in the morning. Make sure you're home. He's like, okay. So then he realizes, oh shit, they can't monitor me. I'm going for a joyride. So he's taking this Lamborghini out, driving it extremely recklessly, drinking alcohol on snowy roads in a snowstorm, almost hits a fucking deer. And then he hits a person. Shows up at a motel, gets the person out of the trunk, tells his friend, hey, Diego, we need to dump this body. I need the spot. Did you just call him Diego? I did. It's Diego from the Umbrella Academy. I know, but. (laughs) What, am I supposed to call him Jimmy? Because that was his name in the episode? No, it's fucking Diego. No, no, let's not typecast a a guy. (laughs) But anyway, the actor's name is David Castaneda. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I didn't realize it was Diego until after watching it. I was like, wait, oh shit, that was the dude that played Diego. I didn't realize it at first. I recognized him immediately when his face was on screen. I was like, oh shit, dope. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they go to a tree in the woods 
peel back some brush and dump this body in the hole, cover it back up. And they're talking and catching up in, in the motel office uh, that this guy, you know, uh, all of a sudden they hear a thump at the door and they open up the door and there's a body laying there. Uh, turns out that this body wasn't dead. And then we cut back to the Charlie stuff. Uh, seeing her try to get off of Ship Mountain, uh, running into another drifter who likes to snowboard, and she's also a thief, identity thief, because right. we don't know what her name is, because her name was Mortimer. What were you going to say? I, uh, so the actress, by the way. Stephanie um, Sue. I recognized her from something that was my favorite thing, and one of my favorite things in 2022. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. I was like, this episode's awesome. <laughs> and that's the thing. This episode really was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is uh, uh, we see her and Charlie working together, trying to hustle their way off of this mountain and make it to Denver. Uh, and eventually Charlie's driving, it's snowing, it's in the storm. She misses a deer, ends up into a snowbank, gets the car stuck. She can't get out. Well, they don't have any cell service. So Charlie's like, go find a fucking, go back to that gas station, call us a tow truck. And the other girl's like, it's your car. She's like, you're going to steal my car if I go. She's like, no, I'm not. It's bullshit. Anyway, Charlie ends up walking while the other girl waits in the car. Uh, which her name was, they just kept calling her Mortimer, Morty, because fucking she had that stolen credit card. Yeah. Uh, we never learned what her name actually was. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie ends up getting hit by the car. So it's Charlie that was dumped in the hole and banging on the door. And then Morty shows up in Charlie's car. And that's when Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, <clears throat> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is like, help, we think she's hurt. She needs a doctor. And then it's the whole unraveling of the mystery of who, do, who what happened to me? Why was I dumped in the hole? And I got my stabby stick here that I dug in my way and it turned out to be a human femur. Her stabby, her stabby mm-hmm. stick, which turns into the murder mystery. A uh, lot of fun. I really enjoyed this episode a whole lot. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was an interesting like turn from what you normally expect out of these episodes. So, and you know, the ending leads right into what the finale is going to be, which leads back to what episode one was. So, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. super excited to watch the finale. Uh, but um. Yeah, I don't really have any notes for this episode. I just thought it was a nice, like, because the, the, the thing about these episodes is they're all bottle episodes, right? They yeah. They take place in a small location, and you only deal with a handful of characters-ish, um, somewhat bottle. But this was more bottle because it was literally a one cabin, for the most part. Um, I guess in the motel, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, the way it played out was really clever, too, and I... I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Plus, I love the actors. Like everyone in this was was killer. So I'm like, this is 
one person specifically more than the other. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no notes, no big notes. I'm just going to give the episode an A. Um, I don't want to spoil too much or say like what happened or too much. Like when the body knocks on the door, I was like, my mind went, oh, that's Charlie. He hit Charlie on the road. And then they showed it, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it was really ambiguous of who he hit. You weren't sure because it could have been either one. It's like, which one of them did he hit? Because they're both wearing a dark coat. They both had their hood up. They both had gloves on. They both oh. had boots on. That was that was the, the one thing I wanted to say about this episode that you reminded me of with Charlie getting hit. This entire episode had the same visual stylings as um, early, like uh, uh, early green screen type movies. Like, mm. think of the same visual aptitude as uh, Sin City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when Charlie gets hit, it looked a little silly. Yeah, because not a, not a major critique, but it like there were moments where I was just like, oh, they're clearly standing in front of a green screen. Um, I won't say specifically what happens with the scene, but when the car goes over the cliff, yeah, that really stood out. I was like, wow, this. I don't know if this is. I don't know if it was intentional or not. It felt intentional because the whole show is meant to feel like it's it's an it's inspired by older movies and older yes yeah, supposed to have a little bit of a groundhouse feel to it yeah there you go thank you that's that's perfect terminology so i enjoyed that aspect this is again not a critique of it because i thought it was fun but it was something i definitely noticed but uh but yeah like i say hey, what, what what about you what grade do you give it oh i give it an a it was a lot of fun uh, really enjoyed everyone in it. Well acted throughout the entire thing. Well written, well directed, well shot, well scored. Fucking well fucking done. One of my favorite episodes so far of the series. Uh, you'll find this funny, Maya. Um, I, um, when we started watching it, we were like, what? We had like five episodes before we started. Four. Four, four, four. four. I started telling my mom, I was like, you have to, both my parents, I was like, you have to watch the show. I think you guys really enjoy it, blah, 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 blah. And so I, I go talk to my mom briefly, uh, like Friday. No, it was, it was Thursday night. It was Thursday night. And I see that she's watching, like she's 20 minutes into the first episode. And I went, oh, awesome. You're watching Poker Face. All right, I'll leave you alone. I just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay. She goes and, you know, continues watching it. And I go to bed or whatever. And then I'm at work the next day and I just get this text from her that says, God damn you. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? Like, what's wrong? And she just goes, uh, <laughs> she says, she just goes, I watched, I watched uh, the first episode of Poker Face last night. I got so into it. I stayed up until four in the morning watching the rest of it. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, I told you you'd enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know why you waited so long, but here we are. I fuck, I could not stop laughing. It was so fucking funny. But I think she's all cut up, so I'll try to watch the finale with her tonight. Hell yeah. I think so tonight, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's a good show. For anybody curious, like, 
it's it's a solid show so all right what's next on our list here uh it'll be last of us the last of us episode episode eight. eight when we are in need and holy fuck this episode uh greg and i have both stated and greg has stated it more so than i have uh the game itself was a master class in storytelling this show this show tells the story better than the fucking game yeah and this episode was no fucking different i saw a lot of people say differently online like they were just like oh i think the game did it better and their argument, and I'll I'll say this vaguely, it wasn't. It was more subtle as to David's intentions. Then, and I'm like, was it? Like, yeah, he says a line in this that's like directly like, oh, they're just outright saying it, where the game didn't say it as as loudly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just it out loud. him being a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> let's give the rundown, shall we? Yeah, uh, it opens up with Ellie uh, leaving Joel one morning uh, because they're out of food. They're hungry. So she goes hunting. She shoots a deer. She tracks the deer to uh where it fell and encounters a preacher david and a fellow hunter james james played by troy baker the original joel from the games uh which was very cool because when he spoke it's like fuck that's og joel (laughs) (laughs) og joel (laughs) uh it was funny he, he was in an interview talking about like getting to play a role in the show and he was like i'd have been happy playing a fucking clicker the fact that I get a whole role in the in, in an episode is is more than enough, and I'm like, I get that, but <laughs> yeah. So after a standoff with them, she decides to trade the deer for penicillin. David reveals that while she's waiting for the medicine to be brought back by James, David reveals the man who stabbed Joel was a member of his group. Ellie leaves to treat Joel. The next day, she discovers David and his men have followed her to seek vengeance on Joel. She flees to draw them away, but is captured. At David's camp, he reveals he's been feeding his group human flesh. Uh, meanwhile, Joel awakens... Uh, it was venison. Tw- what are you talking about? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm just reading the <laughs> recap here. Uh, he didn't really reveal it so much as she easily clued in on it because of evidence left behind where she was locked up. It was funny as, as I'm watching the episode, I just keep waiting for reveals that I know are happening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joel awakens. He tortures some of David's men and then telling him where their camp was located. David and James attempt to kill Ellie, but she kills James and escapes. David hunts her down in the hunting lodge because uh, this takes place in a ski resort. Uh, David hunts her down, but she overpowers him and kills him with a meat cleaver. Joel finds a traumatized Ellie outside the cult's burning community center and comforts her, and they walk away. Wasn't it just uh, a knife? It was It was a butcher knife. Oh, I thought it was just a knife that she was killing him with, because I know in the, in the, in the game it's a, it's a machete. <clears throat> yeah, in the game it's a machete, but in this it was a butcher knife. Okay. Uh, 
damn this, this that write up doesn't do this episode justice. No, at all. At all. It, it it starts off with the guy who's playing David just being that weird kind of cult leader you're terrified of. And I was like, oh, this is really, this is shaping up to be fucking really good. And then it gets to a lot of like the similar notes that the game did when it comes to Ellie trying to save Joel's life. And we had just come off of, you know, the backstory or the, the flashback of, of Ellie and I open them all. And so you understand why she's so adamant about saving Joel's life. Whereas mm -hmm. in other post-apocalyptic scenarios, you would just kind of accept that the person that's there is dead. But Ellie is looking at it from a different perspective. She has to look at it from a different perspective. And I think that's why it was so important to tell last week's episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she does what she can. And there are direct lines from the game in the show. When she's pointing the gun at James and David, ripped right from the fucking game. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, only, the only difference in that scene is she's holding a bow and arrow versus the... Versus a rifle. The, the rifle, yeah. And you know, she the that scene opens up in the game. She actually kills a rabbit, but she knows the rabbit's not going to be enough. So she's you know also uh, is hunting the deer when she comes across those guys. And this the in this she trips when she's getting ready to shoot the rabbit, and the rabbit gets away. And then she finds the deer, making it more desperate that she needs this. Yeah. <clears throat> So, but uh, it's just it's it's really clever, and then it, and then it, we get to see David a little bit more, much like with the with the Kansas City episodes. You know, we had a whole new character that kind of breath breathed life into this this world that we exist in, where didn't mm -hmm. do that in the game. And so the same thing with this episode, where in the game, there's a lot of time that Ellie gets to spend with David, because you know they sort of team up. Um, there's it's a whole there's a whole reason for it in the game, but in the in the show you get to tell that story a little bit differently and getting to explore David more than we do in the game or in a different way than we do in the game. I shouldn't say more because it's, a, it's, it's, it's less in the, in the show. Actually, we spend more time with David in the game. Um, but for the show, we get to see him away from Ellie. Whereas we're just playing as Ellie in the game the whole time. Yeah. So everything that we see is from Ellie's perspective. Now we get to see outside of Ellie's perspective mm -hmm. and that is, is that is really fucking cool. It's really it's really awesome to see this character that you know be shown in a way that like makes him more evil. Oh yeah. And make no mistake, he's evil he is fucking flat. Game, but yeah, he's evil as fuck. He's even super evil in this. Yeah. So I oh man, I don't want to I don't want to say too much. You got to watch it. If you're not watching this show, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because it is it is easily one of the best things uh, shows of, of... Let me try to say this without stuttering anymore. It's easily one of the best things on TV right now. And we only got one episode yeah. left. Yeah. But, uh... And I did buy my uh, Last of Us Part 2. So... Yeah, I know. And I'll eventually get to play in it. Sooner rather than later, because I'd like to fucking talk to you about it. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and give it a grade, and 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 then move on to the next thing. Um, a plus, fucking a plus. Everyone is does a stellar job in the episode. Everyone 
plays the role to the to the extent you need them to you know you you we actually get a little bit more to james too which is not something we've got in the game at all uh we get to see james as as more of a like he's following david because he knows he has to he knows it's best for survival but you know before the the before the end of the world or in in a different setting versus the end of the world because james looks to be about 30 so he had been a kid when it started since we're 25 years into the future 20 years 20 25? years 20 years. 20 yeah so he he'd have been he'd have been a young person you know going into this into the end of the world and um but he would have been like a military guy or 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 an officer you know like he would have been that kind of person but he also has a good morality compass inside his head and he knows that what's going on is wrong but also to an extent a necessity and seeing that explored even just a little bit Add some depth to the fucking story. So I was really happy with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm excited for next week. Both of us know exactly what's happening next week. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, um, if you've played through the game, you know what's going to happen. But I wonder how it's going to play out. Well, I don't know if it's in the beginning of the episode or halfway through. I don't know. We are getting a solid 10 minutes with Anna, Ellie, Ellie's mom, when she's pregnant with Ellie. Played by, okay. um, played by Ashley, Ashley Johnson, Johnson. Which, if you don't know, is the voice of Ellie in the game. Voice and mocap actor, I guess you could say. Yep. But uh, fucking stoked for that. It's only running 45 minutes long, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Which tells me a lot because we're still getting. Oh, I can't say it. I can't say it. it's a spoiler. It's a big old spoiler for like if you, if you haven't played the game and you don't know what's happening, I would hate to ruin that for you. I almost said it, but I'll just text. I'll text it to you, Maya, so you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Getting the There, look at that. This has been confirmed, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to say, I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Oh, absolutely. So. Totally but yeah, understandable. That's, but that's why I'm stoked, because we're getting we're getting that, we're getting the, you know, Anna, and we're get, getting the, the ending. I'm like, how are they doing that in 45 fucking minutes? <laughs> so. Ugh. <gasps> Which what grade do you give it? Uh, a plus, a plus as well. I was I was <laughs> teetering I, I was teetering between a plus and an s because it was well, that good. It was I think, just just almost there, but not quite. Yeah, I I think I think we should reserve s's for whole seasons. If the whole season is like a plus every episode, then it gets an s. But we should review each episode without, like, just say A plus or not. A plus is max on an episode. Well, we we gave the Bill and Frank episode an S. <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> but anyway, final thoughts. Um, incredibly well done. Uh, you know, I really loved the fleshing out of the town, the village, whatever you wanted to call it. 
that David ran, and you could see his followers, and I'm using quotation marks there, um, were not comfortable with him being in charge, but most of them didn't have the ability to survive on their own. So it's, you know, they're there out of a necessity and not because of his charismatic personality as he would like to lead others to believe, uh, Ellie in particular. Uh, the scenes between him and Ellie were phenomenal. Oh, yeah. uh, especially when uh, she reveals her name to him. <laughs> loved mm -hmm. it loved it but yeah this episode is great you need to watch it <clears throat> yeah i'm really pleased with this show all right let's let's talk about the mandalorian chapter 18 the minds of mandalore what do you say get into it yo well, we see uh, it opens up with Peli Mato on Tatooine uh, during the Boonta E Festival. She is scamming a Rodian, uh, which I thought was funny as hell. Oh, yeah. And then, and then Mando shows up. He and, uh, he and uh, Grogu. He's, <laughs> hey, where's my guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, who taught you how to jump like that? <laughs> I love that character so fucking much. Yeah, her character is a lot of fun. So Mando's like, I'm here on business. I need a memory chip for an IG droid. And she's like, I don't have one. Those things are ancient. My Jawas don't have one. She's like, but how about you buy R5-D4 here? I'll give it to you for half price. Throw in an oil bath. He's like, no. I need, an astro I need a droid that's rated for spelunking. She's like, she eventually sells him R5-D4. <laughs> uh, so we see Mando, Grogu, and R5 fly to Mandalore. Uh, they make it through the atmosphere. They land. Uh, <clears throat> Mandalorian orders R5 to scout ahead to ensure the atmosphere is non-toxic. Doesn't return, so he goes into a cave and he gets attacked by these fucking uh, creatures in the caves. And I immediately was thinking of HG Wells, the time machine and the Morlocks. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't place that, but yeah, you're right. I was just like, Oh shit. <clears throat> but these Morlock looking things, they're troll like species. Um, he overpowers them and he heads deeper into the mines uh, and finds R5. They go back to the ship find out the atmosphere is not toxic so it's breathable so he gets grogu and here's grogu and his little floating pod an r5 d4 and no r5 stayed with the ship and it's just him and grogu and mando they go deeper into the mines and he's captured by this cyborg creature and as it's overpowering him he tells grogu go find bo katan so does he does he say that too, Grogu? Yes. He says, get to Bo-Katan. Because when they were... That apparently. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Uh, when they were... Because when they were flying in, he's explaining the navigational charts. He's like, look, there's Mandalore. And he says, and that's the moon where I grew up, Concordia. And yeah. he says, here, he points to the map. He says, this is... Uh, what, 
what is the name of the planet? Uh, it's a, it's Kev- a moon that she's Kevaro. on. I that's... A- anyway, he's like, here's here's where Bo-Katan is on this planet. It's here on the map, and he showed right. Grogu. So when he's getting captured and overwhelmed and beat down by this giant cyb- cybernetic droid, he says, get to Bo-Katan. So Grogu gets the fuck out. Oh. Gets I, to I, the I ship. missed it then because I yeah I didn't hear yeah. that. Yeah, he he uh he gets to the ship. I thought Grogu did that all his own. No, he and R five make it to Bo-Katan. She's like, "Where's your dad?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Bo-Katan flies R five and Grogu back in her ship, goes to Mandalore, uh, finds uh, she's like, "You're going to have to lead me to him." So Grogu leads her to the cyborg. She picks up the dark saber because he had been disarmed and just wields it wonderfully. The first time we actually see her in canon using the dark saber in battle. And that was cool as fuck. <laughs> she wields it a lot better than he does. Cause she knows what she wants. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, she rescues Mando, kills the cyborg, and then after she's trying to talk him into leaving, he's like, no, I have to bathe in the living waters in the mines. She takes him to the living waters. He strips off his jetpack and his weapons, steps into the waters. He's reciting the creed to restore himself as a Mandalorian, and then all of a sudden he drops off. She dives in to save him, finds him at the main bottom of the fucking... Uh, living waters, and as she's flying him back up because she has her jetpack and he did not, there's a fucking mythosaur. <laughs> yeah. And they get to the surface, and that's how the episode ends. And I was like, holy shit, that was a mythosaur. Yeah, I said that out loud too. And dad, dad goes, Is that it? God damn it. <laughs> that was my next exact lines. Uh, God damn it. After it ended, <laughs> so this episode yeah. was a lot of fucking fun. It was it was way more um, adventury and swashbuckly than past episodes. Yeah, and in fact, you know, then tells Grogu he's like, "You ready for an adventure, kid?" Yeah. And it's like almost saying it to us is like, "Yeah, we're ready for an adventure. Let's go." <laughs> there was a so. <laughs> Most people perceive this episode really well, but IGN gave it a five. Would you like to know why? Because they were on Tatooine again? No. Fucking three minutes? No. No? He, the, the, the reviewer, was upset because it was too dark. That it, quote unquote, oh, suffered the same problem as that. Screen? What's that? The visuals on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he didn't know how to turn up the brightness on his TV. Because I was like, I was like, too dark. I saw everything. What are you talking about? Yeah, they they were in mines, which are not lit. Oh my god, it was so funny. But, um, uh, I'm re- I'm rewatching that scene because I don't, how did I miss him saying go to Pocatan? Yeah, because he's captured right now. He just got his weapons taken out. Grogu's watching from a distance. 
and Grogu just takes off. When does he say go to Bo-Katan? Oh, wait, no, he's walking up to Mando right now. <laughs> the subtitles are cracking me up because it's just like clicking and whirring and panting and grunting. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, he says, I guess he says it right here, huh? Oh, shit. I, I, did I look away from the screen or something? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Because Grogu's trying to use the force powers to to get him out of there. Yeah. And then the creature notices and gets Bo Katane. Wow, yeah. He said, yeah. Okay. I'll admit, I fucking I did not pay close enough attention. All right. Just to clarify, I fully believed you, but I was like, I was like, when does he say it? Because I didn't catch it. So um That's okay. Because um, but uh you're not the only person that didn't catch a significant detail from this episode. I wouldn't say that was significant, but no. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't say that was a significant detail because I didn't. I did. It didn't hinder my enjoyment of the episode. I Who got else? Uh, Ryan Airy from Screen Crash. He was talking. To, I was watching his recap of the episode. And he's like, when did Pelly Model lose a tooth? And I was like, tell me you didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett without telling me you didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett. So one of our, <laughs> one of our D&D guys, Mark, yeah, um, I was talking to him about, about Mandalorian. And he goes, do I need to watch Book of Boba Fett to watch season three of Mandalorian? And I said, yes. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. And he goes, oh, man, because I heard it's not very good. And I was like, no, Book of Boba Fett's good. You just have to deal with some flashbacks of how Boba Fett got to where he is now in, you know, post um, <clears throat> Return of the Jedi. Like you got you got two storylines. He goes, yeah, and I said, it's it's him escaping the Sarlacc pit and getting back to where he was, essentially. And then there's the modern story of him becoming like what. Uh, what, Jabba uh, the Hutt Jabba the Hutt, like, what, or what's going on during the absence of Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine. And he was like, oh, and I said, but then after like, I think six episodes, the, the next three are. Well, it's only seven episode period. And so the four, last the four three, episodes? Five, five episodes, uh, episodes five, six, and seven deal with Mando. I thought it was just one episode was fully Mando. And then it was like Mando was just there for the last two or the last one or something. Like one that. episode was fully Mando. And then episode six and seven, Mando was there with Boba. Yeah, okay, okay, that's what I remember, yeah. Yeah. I just can remember the order. I just knew it was the last three episodes we we went away from Boba Fett's return, essentially. But uh but yeah, I told him I was like, Yes, <laughs> you have to watch you have to watch Book of Boba Fett. And I said, I'll said I'll I'll, sp- I'll spoil a little bit. And I said, Do you remember what happened at the end of season two? He's like, Yeah, Mando gave Grogu to, to Luke. And I said, Right. Well, if you started watching season three without watching Book of Boba Fett, um, Grogu is just with Mando, and it would make no sense. And he was like, oh. And I went, yeah, so watch Book of Boba Fett. He was like, okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's how these stories work. A lot of them, you know, you, you they, they're all interconnected, so. I mean, yeah. Marvel kind of set off that, that, that version of that for movies and TV shows. And Disney's gonna follow suit, so but 
Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. Um, like I said, it was more swashbuckly. It was, you know, he says, uh, you know, we got, you know, I need a dread for spelunking. We were like, what does that mean? Uh, so I, I thought it was fun. I mean, it, it, it added some, it added more depth to Mandalore and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I there's not much to say about it. it. It added some some more lore to what Mandalore was prior to what happened to it, and maybe we'll explore that a little bit more in like a flashback. I don't fucking know, but yeah, I I I had a blast watching this episode. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it an A. It's not an A plus because I feel like. I feel like a lot of stuff that happens in this season so far, especially with Bo-Katan, have been a little odd. Um, like she's obviously got a much bigger role this season. Well, let me let me rephrase why I think it's a little odd. So in season in episode one, she's just like moping on that giant throne, and it was like, why was she sitting on that throne if there's nobody there? <laughs> like it just doesn't. I don't know something. Something's weird and off about it, and I'm like, I don't understand why you're doing this. But then, in this episode, she happens to still be sitting there, and she's just like, she tells uh, uh, Din, like, I just want to be left alone. But then, the second he's in trouble, she's like, I guess I don't. I'm just like, all right, all right Bo, well, like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> so. That's why it doesn't get an A plus. It's just a, a little off on that. Yeah, yeah. I follow. That, it's uh, yeah. Um, everything else was solid though, so I uh, no complaints on that part. But um, no, no but, yeah, complaints uh, at all. I I give it an A. Um, a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Um, any final notes before we throw the podcast to the winds? No, no, I'm good. Um, all right. Well, um, I think that's going to do it for us today, folks. What's up? I'm excited. I'm excited oh, yeah. for the finale of both Poker Face and The Last of Us, and I'm excited for the next chapter of The Mandalorian. Uh, I, I, I got a thing yeah. earlier today. <clears throat> for some reason, a theme song of an old sitcom from the nineties popped into my head and I'm not going to say which one, but I got to thinking, man, we used to look forward to that shit. And now by today's TV standards, TV was crap back then. We have so much good shit. It's yeah. It's because people who are creatives are being, like the leash is being let up a little bit. And I think, I think a lot of these studios are understanding that what, what people want to see is a creative kind of do something new and different with these old properties. Yeah. So I think we're getting more and more of that. And you're going to have a lot of pushback and a lot of detractors, but fuck them. Um, you know, people don't know how to judge something on its own merit. No, they don't. So a lot of like criticism I see about, last of us 
is that it's not exactly like the game. And I'm like, this is the closest adaptation I've ever fucking seen in my life. And you're bitching still. Like, it besides she hold for some people. Yeah, no sure. Well, yeah. But yeah, for video game adaptation, yeah, never seen anything closer. And yeah. done better. Flat out done better. Yeah. Yep. So all right. Um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna that we're gonna end it here, folks. Uh been a been a bit been a fucking busy week. Jesus Christ. Um so uh next week is as Maya said, uh the finale of Poker Face and Last of Us, which is crazy that they both ended on the same week, but whatever. Um and episode three of Mandalorian. So go watch those. Join us. If you haven't watched Poker Face or The Last of Us, just binge it this week. And then come join us. It's great. It's great content. Uh, make sure you follow us on all socials, which are listed down below. That's what we'll let you know if we add anything. I don't think we'll this week, but you know if we do, that's where you'll find it. Uh, check out our Teespring store. That's where you'll find all the merch that we have that goes directly into the podcast to help it sustain any kind of life that it has, whether it be on life support or uh, you know just thriving. That's how you support us. Also by listening and leaving reviews. But, you know, financially, that's how you're going to support us. Um, and if you do buy something, let us know. We'll give you a shout out if you want to. It's up to you. Uh, that's it for my notes. I don't really have anything else. Um, but Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It's linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. So it's your one-stop shop for everything that I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can find me under Chub Rock Geek on all social medias. Um, I haven't been posting a whole lot of game content on my Twitter, but you know, I've been busy, so don't 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 shoot the messenger. But uh, don't at me. Don't at me. Uh, But yeah. That's it. That's it for this podcast, folks. Again, Mando, Last of Us, Poker Face. Watch those. Join us next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys being here. Um, we always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Hope and, de- hope and donate where you can. Help and donate where you can. I'm sorry that my tongue just decided to, uh, to tie itself up. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week, everybody. Take care, everybody.